All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rough Draft Podcast, episode number seven. It is one week officially until the draft, seven days from today. Um, I'm Matt Genettino, live from Colorado, actually, right now. I'm at my aunt's house, way in near Denver, Colorado. And Andy Prowse, of course, is always in Babson. Good How old. are you doing, boys? One week. One week. It's like, it's time. I think it's. I think we're both beyond ready, right? Yeah, enough with the preparation, the mocks, everything. We have one more to mark today, but we're ready for the draft. Yeah, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a uh, draft day live mock or something. Oh, definitely. On Facebook, yeah. Facebook Live mock. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting, and um, so yeah, we're you know ready to go. We have a mock lined up for you guys, and of course, um, you know as always. Uh, now, this time of year that like we've talked about, there's tons of uh, rumors and, and stuff swirling around some players of, um, you know, maybe we'll go higher or lower than expected, you know, throughout this whole process. You know, some guy maybe was up here, you know, at the top of the board, and then now he'll be all the way down at the bottom. You never know what could happen. Uh, some breaking news about 45 minutes before the show. Ruben Foster had a failed drug test at the Combine. Um, Maybe that's why he was upset at the medical attendant at the hospital because he knew he was going to fail. <laughs> Makes sense now. But, you know, you and I both discussed he's a top five talent. I don't really think this is going to hurt him that, that much. If he slips past 15, I'd be shocked. Maybe he gets to the Giants. I mean, I'd love it, but, hey, I doubt it. <laughs> you know. so. Also, the, uh, the NFL schedule releases tonight at 8 o'clock, but we both have – the full schedules of our teams uh, already leaked, as always. It's, like, typical. Sometimes I wish they didn't leak them, though. Like, so I do, but I don't. Yeah, the show would be interesting, but no one watches it now. It's yeah. all there. Exactly. I mean, sometimes the games are not always 100% right um, with, like, times and stuff, or sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just not accurate. I think that's happened every once in a while. But, um, you know, a couple games, the headline for the Giants is – like we just talked about before we got on air, the holiday games, Christmas Eve against the um, Cardinals in Arizona, uh, New Year's Eve at home against the Redskins, and then away at the Redskins on Thanksgiving Day. So the first time the Giants have played um, on Thanksgiving in a while. I think they might have played the Broncos last time they did that, actually, uh, at Mile High about eight years ago. So uh, other than that, I can't really think of a time. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, though. Um, but uh, that'll be interesting to see them uh, play on Thanksgiving. So, any games stick out for you, Andy? Yeah, just the schedule in general. Uh, first half of the season's pretty light, but then you have at the Broncos. Then you go to Mexico to face the Raiders, and then you end the season with five out of six divisional games, which is kind of strange. So, all the divisional Dolphins, Bills, Jets, trash. That's at the end of the year. Yeah. Good position to wipe out those Clean teams. them up. Clean them up. But, yeah, the Broncos, Raiders back-to-back will be the focal point of the season. Yeah, and it's interesting to see, like, the Broncos with their – obviously their defense is good, but their offense, you know, I don't know if they can hold it together. You know, who knows who's going to be under center for them um, this year. And then, you know, of course they have questions on the offensive line, but it's hard to predict, you know, these schedules now, especially we can't even predict the draft yet. So – and there's still a couple of veteran guys out there who could help a team. Um, Falcons were supposed to go like seven and nine. 
That right. Was, yeah. Right. So um, before their epic collapse. So anyway, all right, let's let's get into it. Um, mock draft 3.0, the final the final mock draft. Um, well, well, obviously we're also going to talk about some potential trades that may happen um, when some guys that may be involved, like I'm sure, Andy, there's a possibility with Jimmy G and the 12th pick with Cleveland. And, um, you know, I heard a couple other guys' names floated out there. Um, you know, what do, what do you think about that S- different trades that could be possible? Maybe even Osweiler gets dealt. Yeah, I think Osweiler could get dealt. Maybe the Bron- uh, Browns have to pay to get rid of him, like a cheap pick. And then I don't see Jimmy getting traded, but E40 that Butler gets dealt to the Saints with Deion Lewis. Just signed James White to a big deal. Got Rex Burkhead, got Gillisley on the way, it looks like. So I see that as a potential deal maybe as early as next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think also, too, you know, you, you get another team like, you know, Blake Bortles. I heard, you know, the Jaguars obviously are, are looking for a quarterback. They may be interested at four. So maybe Blake Bortles is a trade uh, trade candidate there in Jacksonville. That would be very interesting. Yeah. I think that's. I never thought of that. If they drafted a QB, that'd be a good trade for like maybe the Steelers or Giants as a mid-round pick, maybe a reclamation project. I think he'd be cheap. He definitely, he definitely would. I mean, I think Blake Bortles, if he, he's one of those guys that I think he could either go one or two ways. He could go the Mark Sanchez route or he can go the opposite route of that. Like he could be – he's not going to be an elite quarterback, but he could be better than a backup, you know, and I think he, I think he can get the job done. I think you just need to make him a game manager and put the right pieces around him. Um, like Alex Smith, maybe a second revival of his career. Right. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Um, of course, the Browns will always be an interesting team to watch with all their picks and all their analytics shenanigans, right? Yep. And we definitely got to touch on. McShay reporting today that Josh Dobbs could go in the late first round. I know how you feel about that. Yeah, that is insane. That is like the worst draft report I've I've heard in a long time. Like Josh Dobbs, if Josh Dobbs goes in the first round, Andy, I will personally drive to Boston 20 minutes away when I'm at Babson next week, jump in the Charles River with Red Sox gear on, and I, I don't even know. That's if he goes in the first round. I don't even know. I don't even know if I watch the draft, the rest of the draft. That's insane. There's no way. There's people. Some people don't even think he's gonna get drafted. Period. He's just. I like his intangibles, but he does not have an NFL arm, release, any of it, accuracy. He's a running back. I think he needs to switch positions, receiver. Like, uh, ugh. mess. He's he got the smarts as far as like off the field, and I, he, I don't know. <laughs> he's just—he's just one of those. I don't know. I'd rather. Wow, I—I I could I, I could maybe justify the Davis Webb thing in the first round, but I mean, come on. At that point, what about Trevor Knight from Texas A&M? Then he'd be a first-round pick, in my opinion. And he's going to be undrafted. So. Right. So. <laughs> right. So whatever. Um, he kind of reminds me of that. By the way, Trevor Knight kind of reminds me of. The quarterback from Northern Illinois. Remember a couple years ago, that kid, and then they converted him, but it never really worked out. What was his name? Jordan Lynch, right? Yes, thank you, Jordan Lynch. Yep. Yeah, Very small. Is he with the team now? I think he got cut his second year. He tried to move to running back, but Knight could 
Uh, I know Mayock says Knight can move to safety. Okay, interesting. Interesting. All right, so let's let's get into the let's get into it. Let's do um, it. All right, want to go? Of course, one and one. Uh, your number one pick. I'm sure it hasn't changed. Miles Garrett. Uh, this whole Trubisky rumors is crap. That lasted like a week. It's not happening. Garrett at one. Yeah, Garrett at one. No brainer. Never thought otherwise. If they take Trubisky yet, if they take Trubisky with one though, I would be. Of course, everyone would be shocked. But I could also see a team trying to trade up then, um, to to two. Oh, exactly. Garrett, of course, tons of teams. But and then for the Niners, that's smart for a rebuild. You can get a boatload now at that point. But I think another name, by the way, sorry, before I get into my uh, – I'll do the second pick because mine's Miles Garrett too. But I think another name to watch too in this whole thing is Kirk Cousins, maybe the Niners. Um, that's a po- definitely a possibility in my opinion. Um, that's something that I think people forget about too, which I, I wouldn't sleep on that uh, trade as well. So uh, yeah, Miles Garrett is my first pick. My second pick in the draft for the Niners, and we're assuming obviously everything stays the same, which I'm sure it won't, but uh, my second pick in the draft is Solomon Thomas. Um, just like best player available. I think he's just – I think he's just – it would help right away with them. Stanford guy, again, John Lynch, Stanford guy. It's just – I don't think you really go elsewhere. Um, considering the quarterbacks, I don't think that they're that crazy. And I think they're in too big of a rebuild spot. Like, they're not just a quarterback away. Um, kind of like the Texans, you know, like with the Texans. I don't know if the, the Texans are really a quarterback away either, but they have an established defense, pretty good weapons on offense. They have a lot more going for them. Um, but the Niners, I think Solomon Thomas would be a good piece to put in that defensive line with uh, DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead and um, stuff like that. So I'm going to go – Solomon Thomas, too. Same thing, Solomon Thomas. Uh, best player available. I think he easily could win rookie of the year. Similar similar player to Aaron Donald. Might not be as explosive, but can play defensive tackle, defensive end, line up all over the line. Wreck havoc. Safe pick. High upside pick. Just great pick for the 49ers. I can't see them going anywhere else, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with that. Um my third pick – oh, your third pick. God, I'm sorry. Your third pick. You're up first. My third pick, uh, not the most interesting. First three picks, all uh, defensive linemen, Jonathan Allen. Uh, similarly to uh, Thomas, just not as uh, explosive. He also has a shoulder issue, but I think he definitely fits what the Bears want to do on defense next to uh, Hicks. And um, I think he's a safe prospect, better against the run, and uh, he'll make an impact. I could see them going another position, though, like maybe Jamal Adams or something. I actually have them going another position. I have them taking Marshawn Lattimore, uh, the corner. I think it's a little bit of a reach for him, but I think that that need position for them is greater outside at corner than um, it is uh, on the inside, um, especially because they have guys like McPhee and and Floyd, um, like you talked about, Hicks. So it's interesting because they were very aggressive in trying to get um, Gilmore in free agency. And, you know, of course, they whiffed on that, and the, the Pats got Gilmore. But um, that's a guy that I think you know, would come in right away. They cut Tracy Porter, um, you know, this offseason. They definitely need a corner. Um, and I think they have the safeties is uh, Adrian Amos, and I forgot their other safety. 
Um, but I don't see. That's why I don't think they might. They might not take a guy like an Adams or a Hooker. Um, and I think at that point, Marshawn Lattimore would just kind of fit that spot better. Definitely. And then uh, at four, this is interesting. You have the quarterback reports. You have some other reports. The Jaguars are the wild card. This is where the draft will not go as planned. Yep. So I had four. Then a couple years ago, when they took Blake Bortles. That exactly. kind of things up a little bit. And last year with the Chargers and Bosa. So, right. uh, so I had Fournette here as always. We go, but I'm going hot take. I think the Jaguars do a crazy move. At four, they take a San Reddick. Uh, okay. Inside linebacker hybrid out of our uh, temple. I don't – obviously, I don't like him at this point, but they, they recently had a private visit. They have a very athletic defense, and I think he'd fit the mold with Miles Jack, Telvin Smith. And – uh. I definitely think it can make a big impact, and I just I don't see the thing with Fournette exactly. Even though I know a lot of people are mocking him there, I think yeah. I think they could go another way, and that's the first surprise pick with Reddick. Yeah, as it gets closer to the draft, I don't see it as much with Fournette as I did before. Uh, I agree with you there. I don't see Hassan Reddick being the pick only because I think uh, Pozlozny is old. I know that. Um, but I think that they can wait because they still have Telvin Smith and Miles Jack at linebacker. Um, both guys entering, I think, their fourth and second years, respectively. Um, they kind of fix up corner with Ramsey, and um, they brought over uh, – what's his name from uh, – Bouye from the, the Texans. Um, so I have them taking uh, O.J. Howard here, actually. Um I- which is definitely a different pick. I, I actually haven't seen this much at all. I kind of went out on a limb and thought something different here. Uh, they lost Julius Thomas in the trade for Brandon Albert. So I think, again, you know, you want to – if you, Blake Bortles still needs another weapon, especially down the seam, to be something that Julius Thomas never really was, what they were hoping for, I think that's what, uh, um, you know, O.J. Howard could, could bring. So um, definitely. But I think they could honestly go to any position, like you said. Yeah, BPA definitely, even quarterback as we touched on right. earlier. And then yeah. Titans five, they're just they're getting a stud. Jamal Adams, strong safety, maybe the best player in the draft, arguably in terms of like, like impact. Can defend the run, can play slot corner, can play deep. Uh, great leadership, hard hitting. Louis Riddick, I think, has him as the best player in the draft, and uh, definitely make an impact day one with the Titans. Yeah, uh, I also have. Um, Jamal Adams here. Um, again, it wouldn't surprise me if they went corner, but at this point, I think a couple other guys would be a little bit of a reach here. Um, so I think Jamal Adams is obviously the safest pick. Um, fits a little bit more what they do. And again, I think he could be a stud all pro player down the line. And, uh, it's a good pick to help that defense out. Definitely. And then the Jets is where it gets interesting as well. They have to, they have to wait on quarterback for next year. Don't get cute here. Take the best player available. I have them getting Marshawn Lattimore. You touched on earlier, potential shutdown corner, lead athleticism. Help the Jets build for the future. Don't go Trubisky here. Definitely go best player available, either Lattimore or Howard. There's plenty of options for the Jets at this spot. Yeah. Um, I have them taking uh, Malik Hooker from uh, Ohio State. Obviously, you know, the, the rangy safety. Um kind of get it done with single hide may allow Calvin Pryor to play a little bit more in the box um, which is his style of course um to help him out help the linebackers out a little bit more um 
you know, I think Hooker obviously is a safe pick here. But again, corner wouldn't shock me. Considering they still have Gilchrist, I think if they would, they would probably cut Gilchrist if they drafted Hooker, um, which would help them save some money in the cap as well. Um, but, you know, I think they could go either or here. Um, I do think corner is a bigger need because they do have Gilchrist, but I think Hooker is a better pick for their future and uh, would definitely help out Calvin Pryor's game too. So Definitely. Um, Can't go wrong either way there. Yeah. And then Chargers at seven, I have them going, Hooger. Uh, just Rangies, deep center field, cover one safety will help them a lot. Some of them McCordy. Uh, some people have questions about his run defense and in the box play, but it doesn't matter. In the next level, he'll be suited to his best as a deep safety. And, uh, potential all-pro down the road. Great great pick, top five talent. Yeah. Um... So now the Chargers for me, I have uh, Mike Williams, the receiver from uh, Clemson. Uh, I think, you know, you get Phillip Rivers, a big body receiver to kind of grow with Hunter Henry in that offense. And, um, you know, Keenan Allen's coming off injury. So I think you put Keenan Allen, Travis Benjamin, Mike Williams, you get that bigger because Keenan Allen and, and Travis Benjamin are similar type players as far as like their body size. But then you look at they don't really have a big time guy. I guess the uh, Williams, Terrell Williams. But other than that, I mean, he's not what I think Mike Williams will be. Um, you still have Antonio Gates, of course. You could, they could run two tight ends uh, pretty easily. Um, you know, of course, I think that they could also use some offensive line help, but that might wait till the second round. Um, Mike Williams, I think, here is, of course, um, a lot of people kind of had him early as a top guy and – He's kind of wavered off because I think he's just been steady, honestly. You know, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but strong physical receiver, and I think he'd be a good weapon for um, Phillip Rivers. That'd be big for Rivers. Yeah. And uh, Panthers, just get Cam Newton some help. He has no help. He has Olsen, who's aging, and Benjamin Funches, who just aren't very good. So here, I really like this pick. Uh, last couple of weeks, it's grown momentum, Christian McCaffrey. Um, just simple as that. He could be the Panthers' best running back. He could also be their slot receiver. He'd arguably be their best receiver. Even with Jonathan Stewart there, I think you're getting just a big weapon who can help in the passing game big time for Cam. You can run some cool option plays with him, uh, Stewart, uh, and Cam, of course. I really like this pick, and I hope I see it on draft day for entertainment yeah. purposes. <laughs> I, uh, I love that pick, too. I struggled between – um, him and um, Leonard Fournette, who ultimately was my pick. Um, I think Leonard Fournette still would be the pick because, again, looking for the future, past Jonathan Stewart, past this one year. However, that also plays into your side of the conversation with McCaffrey uh, with why you wouldn't draft Fournette, um, but but you would McCaffrey because you still have Jonathan Stewart for the one year. Um, but I think Fournette would – that's that style of offense, you know, downhill, um, in between the tackles, just a you know, younger version, obviously, of Jonathan Stewart, much more powerful, of course, and just definitely, I think, a better runner. But, um, yeah, I like the McCaffrey pick there, too. Um, I just happen to have Leonard Fournette, who I think is – he's my running back one. And then, uh, you know, of course, two is is McCaffrey for me. But, um, yeah, I definitely I – have, uh, I have him there, Fournette. And then Cincinnati at nine, their offensive line got decimated. But like you said, too early to go there. Could go a lot of ways, but I have um, Corey Davis. 
I know there's rumors that he might fall to the early second round, but I don't really see that. I think he'd be a great fit across AJ Green with Eifert, uh, Boyd in the slot, just a great weapon for Dalton. He gets out the ball fast, quick release, quick paced offense, couldn't negate. Yeah, um, definitely quick paced offense. Um, I think for me, when you start looking at it more and more, they definitely need the offensive line help. Um, they still have Jake Fisher and Cedric Oboye who could play tackle. Um, I'm pretty sure they also brought back Andre Smith this offseason as well. Um, but they lost Kevin Zeitler to, at guard. Um, I think a guy who that they talked about who played tackle in college, who is younger than Garrett Bowles, who they may move into guard and may slot in there. If they keep Oboye and um, Fisher outside, you could slot Kevin uh, – take over Kevin Zeitler's spot. Um, it would be uh, Forrest Lamp. That's my pick. Um, I think Forrest Lamp is going to be a really good pro, going to be a technician, um, very similar to like Justin Pugh, especially when he adds on some weight. Um, so that's my pick for them, along with bowling um, in the middle. I think that Forrest Lamp would be really, really good. Um, I think Andre Smith at this point in his career is a swing tackle. Uh, he maybe help out inside a guard as well. But that's my pick for them. Yeah, Lamp could help day one. And uh, the Bills, this is tricky. I It appears that they want Trubisky at 10, but I just – I don't think it's very smart because if you have Trubisky there with just Watkins, he's going to have a rough time. So I, I'd rather give Tyrod another year and draft Mike Williams and have a duo of Watkins and Williams and give him a chance. Uh, definitely in the third year to see what he's got. And if he fails and the Bills go 5-11, next year's draft is loaded at quarterback, similar to the Jets. Stay the course, draft the best player available. Yeah, um, similar to like what you're saying about Mike Williams, I have Corey Davis here, same reason. I think Tyrod's a good quarterback. I think he just um, – I don't know. I think that, that kind of, that's kind of a mess in Buffalo a little bit. Um, could be a disaster, but Corey Davis and, you know, Watkins would be pretty, pretty awesome to see together. Um, maybe they go get a guy like D.D. Westbrook maybe in the third round if they could sneak him at the third to fill that Robert Woods void in the slot. That'd be awesome too. Um, definitely a guy to watch. Um, they need to replace corner as well, um, which I think that wouldn't surprise me if they went that route as well. Um, but I still think that they want to give that offense a little bit more power because it's really just Watkins at, at receiver for them. Um, so, yeah, I have uh, Corey Davis. Saints at 11. With, with McCaffrey off the board, I think they have no choice but to go defense. And uh, Derek Barnett's a great fit. I've had this mocked here for about a month and a half. He can play across Cam and Jordan. They have a huge hole at other defensive end. Need to generate pass rush. He's a day one player, great bend. Can make an impact right away. Compete for rookie of the year. Uh, Saints need all the help they can get on defense. I love that pick. Um... Looking at the board, I took Hassan Reddick here, like you said, defense. Um, I think he could play outside linebacker, defensive end, a little bit of both. Uh, I think he'd help out in both scenarios there for them, depending on what they're trying to do. Um, of course, like I said, tons of people are high on Hassan Reddick, uh, and I could see that uh, being a fit for them there as well. So I have Hassan going 11. Brown to 12. They get their present. They want to trade up for Trubisky. They get him here anyway. I had Conley here, but 
it appears their eyes are set on trading up for Trubisky. So at the 12th pick, Mitch Trubisky, Hugh likes him. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his game, but they have a great offensive line. Uh, got Corey Coleman, Britt, Crowell. He actually could have success there. That offense is built, in my opinion, to help a rookie quarterback with that line. So And, the, and the tight end, too. They still have uh, Gary Barnage. Barnage devolved. They have a decent amount of – their offense isn't looking that bad. They just need right. a quarterback. So, yep. And that's who I have as well. Same reasons. You love some. You you know that's what you wanted. You always wanted to get his guy. That's why they gave him such a long term deal, and they were going to stick with him, unlike they did with Rob Chudzinski and stuff like that. After the one year, um, like you said, they have a good offensive line. I kind of like Crowell a lot. I like Barnage. Um, they got the big receiver outside. They got Corey Coleman. Um, you know, you had a guy maybe like even Zay Jones to fill the Terrell Pryor void as well for the future later on in the draft. I mean, they have tons of picks. So, um, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the pick here as well. He's a hometown guy going back to Cleveland, and God bless him. So let's yeah, go. go to the, the graveyard. <laughs> God bless Mitch. Yeah. So. They, got, uh, they got Conley on the board, but I just think this quarterback fits exactly what Arians wants to do on offense. Is uh, Patrick Mahomes cannon arm, mobile, improviser? I think you give Palmer one more year, have uh, Mahomes learn underneath him. He was pretty impressive on uh, Gruden's QB camp. Smart kid. I did, this is a great offensive fit, and I know he won't help right away, but I think down the road he could be a great player. Yeah, I have um, I have Gary Ann Conley here. Like you talked about, he's still on the board for me as well. Um, they need someone opposite Patrick Peterson. He's a good man corner, fits the scheme really well. Uh, I think they could go get a guy <clears throat> like Kaiser possibly in the second, maybe Davis Webb in the second, uh, maybe even later in the draft to get a guy like um, Gerard Evans from Virginia Tech, um, big arm guy as well. Um, so, again, to push the ball down the field, like you said, Bruce Arians likes to do. Um, you know, maybe even like a Nathan Peterman. Um, that could be a, a look for them in, in, you know, past the first round. But I think they have to go corner here because they really have no one else on the opposite side of, of uh, P squared. So I'm going Conley. That's my pick. That'd be great for them, especially. And then Eagles luck out here. They get Garen Conley at 14, which I think looks unlikely on draft day. But he would be the number one corner day one, be a huge help in that secondary. Uh, some people – have him as number one corner. I know Josh Norris does above Lattimore. So a lot of people like him. I think he's a good player, and Eagles get a steal here. I have the Eagles taking uh, Jonathan Allen. Finally, he's taken off my board. Uh, I, think, I think, again, he slides here a little bit because of, um, you know, his shoulder injury and stuff, and I think a couple people have concerned about his play for some reason. Um, great pick, value pick for the Eagles here. They would lost Benny Logan. You know, he'll fill that void. Uh, I think him and Fletcher Cox could be interchangeable on that inside um, with the one and three techniques. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they went past rusher here as well because they lost Connor Barwin. Again, obviously would be surprised with the cornerback spot because they need a corner. Um, but, yeah, uh, I have Jonathan Allen, just definitely the best player available and would play right away for them and, and be a stud. That's theft right there. Yeah. Beautiful. And then the Colts. I – I hear the listeners, they definitely should look at the Colts' depth chart and defense. I think it's the worst talent on defense in the league. It's atrocious. So build from the middle out. 
uh, Ruben Foster, uh, diluted urine, yada, yada, injury, telling the nurse off, but he would be the leader of that defense that desperately needs any talent injection and an identity. Tough player, physical, downfield, downhill, fast. Rookie of the year candidate on Indy. Yeah, I have the same player. Um, you know, he's a stud. I mean, there's not, no two ways about it. Um, like we said, he doesn't get past top 15, top five talent. Fast, hard hitter, instinctive guy. Rip your head off. Middle linebacker. He'll be fine. Um, you know, of course, character concerns are the problem. But, listen, I think to fix that defense, to help them get to the next level, you got to get some pieces on that defense. And they just signed Jonathan Hankins, um, which will definitely help them out, um, which I don't want to talk about further. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, but yeah, Ruben Foster is kind of like a no-brainer there at that point. Um, just like the Eagles got a steal, the pick before, the top five talent, honestly – the Colts get a top five talent here in, in Ruben Foster. Great pick. Steal. Agreed. Ravens, uh, they like the Bama players. And Cameron Robinson, tackle slash guard, Alabama. He could potentially play either position. A great athlete. A great film. They lost Zutta, their center. They lost Ricky Wagner in free agency. They need offensive line help. And with the two best receivers on the board, I'm, I think Robinson could help right away on the offensive line and uh, they can focus on receiving in the second. Yeah, interesting. They definitely do like their Alabama players. Um, I had them actually taking Garrett Bowles here. Um, again, like you're absolutely right. They need the offensive line help. They struggled with that mightily last year, a lot of injuries. Marshall Yondo was out a lot of games. Like you said, they lost Jeremy Zuda, who they were going to cut. Well, they basically cut him, but they ended up trading him for pick a third-round swap. Um but, yeah, I think Garrett Bowles here will fill in for Ricky Wagner at right tackle. I think he's a little bit better of a prospect than Cam Robinson is right away. And, um, yeah, Garrett Bowles my pick. And now the wait is over. It's 17th. A fall in the draft. People question his love for the game. I know Rick has said it. Uh, might be a, just a two-down back, but the Redskins will love to have Leonard Fournette at pick 17. Uh, what's this say? At this point – it's a steal. Kelly and Matt Jones, they're nothing great at all. They like to run a power offense, single back. Great fit. I doubt he'll last this far, but who knows? Would be one of the best picks in the draft. Yeah, definitely interesting. My guy, who's been a uh, – he was a riser early. He's kind of – he was a faller in the midsection. Now he's back up again. People are going crazy about him now. Um, the Redskins lost. Junior Gallette, he's never played a down for them, I don't think, since he came over from the Saints. He's been hurt, suspended. Uh, it's crazy. He's going to be out this year as well, I think. Um, I have um, Charles Harris going here from Missouri, edge rusher. Um, they need defensive talent. Um, like I said, he's a, he's a big riser, powerful guy, really good spin move, um, very good pass rusher off the edge. Would be awesome, obviously, Kerrigan, and kind of give them what – Arakpo did when they had both those guys there as well. Titans with their second first round pick. They get another another Jamal Adams and now OJ Howard. Titan sets they did last year with Walker and uh, Fasano. Now they got Howard and Walker. I know he'll help a big time in an already elite run game. He'll help Mariota move the ball down the field, red zone. Just a great fit, all around tight end. 
and uh, great, great draft for the Titans. Yeah, um, I have for the Titans. I have John Ross. I feel like that was just like a pick that um, kind of was always there, um, like all the time and during this whole process. You know, John Ross helps them a uh, ton. They lost Kendall Wright. Um, you know, they they need, they definitely need their receiver spot to help out Mariota a little bit more. And of course, you know, a burner. Um, he would bring a, a different element to that offense, um, and definitely change change things up for for Mariota. And uh, it'll be interesting. Again, that's another team that could go corner. Uh, they can go they can go a lot of things. I don't know, um, but uh, definitely John Ross uh, for me. After they have already taken uh, Jamal Adams, so they address both sides of the ball, which I think they will do. Um, just in what order that'll really remain to be seen. Meaty Ross. Now yes. the Bucks. Uh, there's rumors they really like Cook here, but also I think they're going to go David and Joku tight end Miami. Great receiving threat. Uh, this is high praise, but he's similar how he moves in his build to Shannon Chop, a little bit bigger. I think he could be one of the best receiving tight ends in the league. Maybe blocking is a work in progress. Could play the slot with Cameron Brait in line. And uh, Jameis Winston gets a big boost with him and Deshaun Jackson. And definitely interesting. And like you said, uh, due to the fact that they're interested in Dalvin Cook, who I still think will slide a little bit, uh, I have them taking um, Christian McCaffrey here. Um, definitely would bring a, a different element to that offense, especially when you got have guys like Deshaun Jackson and you know Doug Martin's a little bit more of an in, in between the tackles kind of guy, a little bit more of a you know a little bit more of a bulldozer. He's a little bit lower to the ground and. Definitely will help out. Um, McCaffrey would definitely help out that offense a ton. Uh, he's a special player, and that's a steal for them that late. Um, apparently, there's some reports that McCaffrey has gotten a promise from a team in the teens, teen range, that they will draft him. So maybe this is it. Maybe it's earlier. It could be the Eagles. Who knows? Um, but I have, I have them taking. Uh, I have the Bucks taking Christian McCaffrey. The Broncos at 20. Uh, this has been a pretty straightforward pick for most people. Offensive tackle. Depends who you want. I have them getting Garrett Bowles. They seem to have a lot of interest in him. Would make a day one impact, either at left or right. And uh, just a solid pick. But I would say that John Elway definitely takes risk here and goes best play available. They could go. They could draft another corner with those three. They could yeah, draft. That wild card, definitely, for sure. Similar to the Jaguars, in my opinion. Yeah, Elway doesn't care about really team needs, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I had them taking Ryan Rams check here. Um, I had Forrest Lamp going already. I had Garrett Bowles going already. Um, I think Rams checks, again, it's a little bit safer of a prospect than Cam Robinson. I'm not super high on Cam Robinson. He's all right. Um, he, I think he's still a first-round talent. I just don't think – I think he's a little bit lower than this. Um, Ram checks a little higher. Um, again, they they definitely need the help uh, on the offensive line. Like you said, it's kind of been a unanimous choice from day one. Um, you know, Elway needs that offensive line to to be really good. And in order for them to be really good, you know, they they definitely, especially without like kind of the quarterback position in limbo, a uh, good offensive line will help that out. So. Nice pick for them. And then uh, the Lions, they got uh, Gerard Davis inside linebacker of Florida. I know they recently lost DeAndre Levy. Uh, 
I like Davis a lot. Um, he's a three-down linebacker. can play in coverage. Very aggressive leadership. Only thing I'd say he kind of over-pursues at times, but uh, he would definitely help the Lions' defense. And uh, I know he's been mocked to the Raiders, but at 21, Detroit Lions get him. Yeah, I have a guy who uh, would fit the defensive end spot for them opposite the speed rusher of Ansa. Um, a guy who is a good run stopper. Um, he's definitely developing as a pass rusher, has all the potential in the world. Taco Charlton, 6'6", uh, would be a, an interesting fit, fit there for the Lions. Um, I think, again, defensive end is a spot that they need to fill on that other side. Um, and Taco Charlton has probably one of the most – Probably not the most upside in this draft, but he's definitely up there. Yeah, total freak, huge guy. Yep, and absolutely, yep. Dolphins, uh, you had him going much earlier, which I definitely agree is that caliber of player. The Dolphins are going to steal here with a force lamp guard. I think the story's been similar with them the last few years. Pretty good defense, uh, offensive pieces, but Tannehill's been shaky in part because their offensive line's been a mess almost every single season. It's finally getting better. I think with Lamp, they would finally have a stable unit to help Ajayi out, and uh, Tannehill do his thing. Yeah, I love that pick. Um, wouldn't surprise me in front of the Giants also because the Giants have a ton of interest in him. Of course, I have him going a lot higher. Um, I think that's definitely warranted uh, in his play in college. Um, but, yeah, I love that pick. I actually didn't really think of that because I forgot Tunsil is now moving out to tackle with Albert leaving, um, and that, that makes tons of sense, of course, for everyone involved in that whole deal. Um, so, yeah, Forrest Lamps a great pick. I haven't taken Jabril Peppers. Um, I think he would just add a good element to that offense that they're lacking, just a playmaker who's versatile and is all over the field. Um, you know, could play corner, could play the outside linebacker, could play safety for them. Um you know, and they just signed T.J. McDonald, who's on a suspension. Um, but I think he could come in and play safety for them right away, opposite of uh, Jones, and uh, be, a, be a playmaker for them. Also return punts and kicks, too. Four down play. Yep. That's it. And then uh, in the sense that potentially the Giants. On my board, I have Njoku and Howard gone, so the tight ends are gone. I know you're not particularly – you don't want Ramsdick, right? I mean, hey, man, your mock draft, not mine. No, no, no. I don't have, I'm going with uh, – it's tough because your GM doesn't seem like he values the linebacker position highly, but I have him going Zach Cunningham, Vanderbilt. Yeah, I, think he just, I think you got almost every starter back besides Hankins, and you put Cunningham at linebacker, fantastic athlete, and you got Collins behind him. You got the cornerback trio. I think you'd have a friggin' fast defense with really no holes at any level. So I got Vandy. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll be honest with you up front. Um, of course, that wouldn't surprise me. That would be great. Um, one guy I would love for the Giants to take if he was here um, um, would be – if he didn't have injury concern is Jared Davis. Um, but he does. He's been hurt a lot. Um, and I think the Giants stay away from that. I've heard they've been rumored to like him a ton. Um but he's just been injured a lot, and they do stay away from players like that. So that would surprise me in that sense, and it would bother me because he is hurt a lot. So, like, you're drafting, like, John Beeson all over again, just younger. I know he's got the potential to be the next Ray Lewis, um, but I could see the Giants uh, taking Jared Davis in the first round, Caleb Brantley in the second round, 
and Alex Anzalone, the outside linebacker in the third round, three straight players of Florida uh, who would come in right, I think, right away and play for them and make an impact. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jared Davis is another guy I definitely keep tabs on for the Giants. Um, but, they again, they don't like guys with big injury history. So, to me, that's that's a thing that uh, – and especially in the first round, I, I don't know how you just do that. Um, so you're kind of mortgaging your, your pick there. Um, for me, I haven't taken Derek Barnett. Uh, he hasn't gone off my board yet. Um, so that'd be a steal for the giants. I, I'm, I love them. I didn't set it up this way. Like, so they'd get them, but, uh, just kind of happened. Uh, I think, you know, um, you know, you could look to, to move some guys around. I think, He's, he's a beast. You know, the JPP deal, of course, he signed, but you never know. You know, he's, he's hurt a lot, too. Um, I think they need a guy to come in every once in a while, spell Vernon, spell, um, you know, JPP. JPP and Vernon rush on the inside. I think they'd do the same thing with Barnett. It would change up. It would give them a ton of ton of room, especially if you're going to alleviate a Jonathan Hankins loss. You can do a lot more with the defensive ends inside. Um, especially since Snacks can basically handle both gaps by himself. Uh, and he's done that in, in the Jets system. Um, so that would give them a lot of flexibility uh, and help definitely alleviate the loss of Hankins and, and help build their future. So That'd be a nice trio at defensive end. Yeah. <laughs> and then Raiders here. Interesting team because they can go any which direction. Uh, this is somewhat of a reach, but I think he's an athletic fit. Is Tyus Bowser out of Houston. I think you can rush the passer, play linebacker, similar to Reddick. But uh, I also think Bowser is more stout at the point of attack. I think he could definitely help Oakland, who's lacking linebacker talent and also lacking talent across Cleo Mack. So they get a type of hybrid player here who can play both positions. Really interesting pick. Um, I like that. I'm a big Tyus Bowser fan. Um, you can play Cleo Mack a lot more down at defensive end, too. Uh, that outside linebacker. Um, and you could switch those guys depending on what you wanted to do as well. Um, so that's a good pick. I haven't taken Jared Davis from Florida. Um, they lost Malcolm Smith. Uh, I think just to bring a guy in the middle of that offense just makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah, I think he's just he, – again, if he stays healthy, he could be a steal in this first round. Um, he could be, I think, just as good as Ruben Foster. Um and it would be a good pick for them, I think. Definitely. And then Texans are tricky. I have them picking uh, Deshaun Watson here, but I'm not feeling too good about it, specifically because they seem very interested in Mahomes at this point. But uh, they get Watson. I think they desperately need a quarterback. They could go corner here with Tredavious White. Watson is someone else. They can't have Tom Savage starting a quarterback. They just can't. They need somebody to compete with them. So Watson here would work yeah, definitely um again i think just because of the rumored interest um i haven't taken patrick mahomes yep. um texas tech kid staying in houston um big arm guy kind of what they want at osweiler um they'll be a little bit more patient with him like you said bill o'brien's like fascinated with him apparently so um i think he's got a ton of upside and uh would be a good good fit for them um, so hopefully that works out for them because they, they need it. And they're only a piece away, man. Um, they could have stole that game from the Pats if they didn't have uh, me a quarterback. So um, 
that first half was a disaster. Good for them though. They like you say they have the defense. It's crazy. They just it's a sh- I'd be so pissed as a fan having Oswald just throw three picks. Like yeah. a- right. So um, again, another position that wouldn't shock me there honestly is corner. Um, corner's deep in this draft, so uh, they lost. You know, Jonathan Joseph isn't isn't getting much younger, um, and they lost to Boye. That corner's a big position to have. Um, Arguably, I mean, of course, I'd say it's second to quarterback, maybe, you know, up there with the left tackle, too. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that that's something to definitely take a look at as well. Yep. If you don't have corner, you're pretty much screwed in the sleep. Right. Yep. Seahawks, they lost their right tackle, Gary Gilliam, to the 49ers restricted tender. Uh, they have nothing at tackle. It's incredible. But – I still think they're just going to wait and have random athletes from Georgia Tech basketball team and the squash team from Britain to play offensive lines. So I have uh, Kevin King, cornerback, Washington. Just fits their cover three press scheme, 6-3 uh, press corner. Fits their defense like a glove. Sherman, they're probably getting rid of next year, maybe on draft day. But that doesn't look like this point. Deshaun Shedd's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, King could help them right away at corner, but they need to do something at tackle. Jeez. Yeah, that's and that's why I haven't taken Cam Robinson. Um, I mean, unless they're – they apparently seem comfortable with letting Russell Wilson run with like a chicken with his head cut off. So, I don't know. Maybe you're right with your pick. I mean, I could definitely see your pick. I, I, I thought of that as well. Um, but, yeah, I have Cam Robinson here. Comes in right away. Automatic starter. I mean, he could be garbage in the preseason. He's starting. It doesn't matter. Um, Cam Robinson's my pick. As a Russell Wilson fan, please get this man help on the line. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And then Chiefs. This one's interesting. Dalvin Cook and Tredavious White. I'm going to go Cook. I think he fits uh, Andy Reid's running scheme. They lost Jamal. I'm not really sold on where. Alex Smith's a short passer, and Cook is a really good receiver, short screens, the like. And um, I think he's a good fit, but they could definitely go corner across uh, Marcus Peters here. Yeah, and that's why I have uh, also Washington Husky. Would have been Sidney Jones maybe if he wasn't hurt, but I got Kevin King, guy you just had before, um, big corner, um, physical. Uh, I think just, again, across Marcus Peters, you know, they know each other. It would be a nice little tandem to bring him in, help ease that rookie, uh, you know, maybe the rookie crossover transition. Um, and I think Kevin King is definitely going to be in the first round, and he's my pick. The Cowboys, the whole draft process, this guy just seems like a cowboy. I, I don't know. I can picture him with the uniform being arrogant, uh, pissing people off. Taco Shelton, defensive end, Michigan. They need help on the outside. Randy Gregory's smoking pot. They need 100% help everywhere on that defense. <laughs> exactly. That defense is a mess. I think Shelton would start day one, even though I'm not sure he's quite ready for it. They need they need pass rush help. They need secondary help. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I can't really even think of a corner they have besides uh, Skandrick. They have that Anthony Brown. Anthony kid. Brown. I yeah, I guess. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's definitely interesting. I haven't taken Njoku. Um, this is really late for him. Um, successor to Jason Witten. I don't think he'll be around. I really don't think he'll play out. The, if he plays that four year deal out, like God bless, but. Um, I, I think he'll just have a different element to that offense. Um, 
and he's definitely a guy that will take over uh, once Witten re- retires. And maybe that helps Jason Witten maybe step away a little easier knowing that they have a guy behind him uh, so he's not just leaving him out to dry because he seems like that kind of kind of guy. So, yeah, that's what I got. The Joker. Packers, the Packers at 29 get a steal. I love this fit for 3-4 defense. One of my favorite players, Malik McDowell, Michigan State. I think if you put him in 3-4 defensive end, he could be a star. Yeah. The Packers need either secondary help, similar to the Cowboys, the Steelers. It's like all these contending teams, it's the same story. They need defensive help. And, again, yeah. I think that the draft is so deep at corner. Like, I don't have them taking a corner here because it's so deep at corner. Exactly. Because the guy who – What's that? The third round at corner. Like, right. I definitely agree. And uh, with him and Mike Daniels at the end spots, that's a great start on the defense. Interesting. Interesting. I like it a lot. Um, McDowell, I think, is going to be a – would be a stud at 3-4. Um, defensive end, I, I agree with that. Um, I haven't taken Dalvin Cook. Um, I think Ty Montgomery is not bad for what he did at the running back position. He's just not a running back. A lot of people talk about Adrian Peterson there a lot. Um, you get a downhill kind of runner uh, who's quick. He's fast. Again, he'll help out in the screen game. He can catch passes. Rodgers loves that. doesn't matter what you give Aaron Rodgers, as long as he's a weapon. Um I think Dalvin Cook definitely fits that mold. It would also help you put Ty Montgomery in it, and you could change up things with Ty Montgomery too. You know, you could give him more flexibility, and you won't have to uh, eliminate him completely from the offense. So I'm taking Dalvin Cook. That'd be a fun pick. And then the Steelers, the team that's just going to get smoked by us once again. They they need to switch to a man defense, but that's not what we're here for. T.J. Watt, defensive end. Outside linebacker in their three four, Bud Dupree's he's getting better. Uh, James Harrison's about forty years old at this point. They need help at the edge spot. Need outside linebacker help. Uh, Watt could help down the road maybe by mid season. Uh, he needs time to grow though, as a player. Yeah, uh, I've seen that a ton. I think I might have mocked that once as well. Um, for the Steelers, they lost Lawrence Timmons in free agency, uh, so I have them taking Zach Cunningham. Uh, I think he fits there. He he could definitely drop a little bit more into coverage as well if he had to. I mean, Timmons wasn't like the best at that either, um, but he could get the job done. Uh, I think Zach Cunningham would be a good fit for the Steelers. He kind of reminds me of a Steeler, actually. Um, I think it's a good pick. Definitely fits a need for them and um, helps that offense out. But they have a couple of needs uh, elsewhere outside at corner. and um, So, yeah, that's what I got. The NFC champs, Falcons, they could go almost anywhere. I love their roster. But uh, Charles, yeah, definitely. Charles Harris here. I just think um, he's a natural fit in their defensive scheme across uh, Vic Beasley. He's pretty much a younger Freeney. Might not be as good, might not ever be as good, but he'll take Freeney's role from last year, cause some havoc on passing downs. I'm not sold on his edge defense, edge setting ability, point of attack, but. He's fast. He's a blur. He has a six spin move, and he'll help in that defense. Interesting. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, very cool pick. I, I think that's a really interesting pick. Um, I have Malik McDowell. Um, I think it's another piece that you can. You know, I know they have they got Dontari Poe um, to put in the middle, but I think 
in a four three, McDowell's a little bit interchangeable, um, which I think um, that uh, Dan Quinn would really like. Um, and I think you could kind of help out that defensive front even more. Um, but yeah, I like that pick. I could see even a guy like um, Tack McKinley here as well. Um, similar player to Charles Harris, the outside edge rusher. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with Malik McDowell. I think he has a little bit of a higher ceiling. Obviously, his motor is a concern. His consistency is a concern. But um, definitely, no doubt, when he plays at the top of his game, he's a he's a top ten talent in my view. Yeah, just great pick. And then now, the Saints here get a pretty good value. I mean, you can mark Malcolm Butler here. We'll see in a week, but. Yeah. They get Tredavious White. I think he, I'm a big fan. I know you're not per se, but I think with him and Barnett, they definitely got a great haul on the defense in the first round. Uh, press corner can play slot outside. With him, uh, Bro and Stilling Moore, they might finally have some stability at corner, and that's how we top off the first round. Yeah, I think, again, I think it will definitely be probably Pats will get their pick back with uh, – I think that trade happens, you know, for – Unfortunately for Malcolm Butler um, and Pats fans, I don't think they'll really like that. But I think the pick um, will be, if it's still the Saints pick, I think I could see them taking Chidobi Awuzie from Colorado, um, a guy who I think a ton of people think is going to sneak into the first round, was invited to the draft, late riser, um, real good player. I like his instincts, his quickness, his reaction. Uh, tough guy, um, not the best finisher, but he blitzes a lot. He's aggressive. Um, pretty good player, um, quick with his feet, and I think he'd be, uh, again, you know, you talk about at the corner position, he's kind of uh, definitely fills a need for them. Yep, and I had a woozy last week, great fit. And then just in case, like, if uh, I haven't got to mark a pick to the Pats in a while, I'm feeling an itch. If if the Butler trade happens at 32, I would uh, it would be a reach, but I would definitely take Terrell Basham here, defensive end. He fits our scheme beautifully. Strong guy, point of attack, 6'4", 270. He's uh, worked out privately with Belichick, and I think – I definitely think he's high on the Patriots board. So uh, that would be my pick at 32. Okay. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, so your pick, official, locked in? Locked. Okay. All right, so we're going to do a little seven-round uh, Giants-Pats mock draft live. Um Kind of, I haven't really planned it, um, and um, so we'll go from there. And then I'll do my. Well, you you don't have a second round pick, right? No, nah, I got to wait till the third round, so I'll start a campfire. All right. So uh, I got with the second round pick for the Giants. Um, I'll have them taking uh, Caleb Brantley uh, at fifty five. I think. Uh, you know, again, it's hard to do this with without knowing who goes. I mean, he could go at pick 33. For all I know, I have no idea. Um, he could go in the first round, so he may not be here. But based off some things, I could definitely see him going to the second round. Uh, he'd be a good through technique next to Snacks. Definitely fills the need of Jonathan Hankins. Um, and that's who I have going to them. So uh, you got Brantley, and then who did you get in the first round again? Uh, I had Derek Barnett, but, I mean, oh, no, that's probably not going to happen. I just – the way my board fell, it's possible. I've seen it there a couple times as well. Um, so that'd be definitely, uh, definitely interesting. I mean, it'd be, it's tough, you know. I, I don't know. Maybe they get Cuttingham, like you said. Let's go with your pick, Cuttingham. Let's say for first, 
Adam. So Cunningham and Brantley. That's a solid all. Yeah. And then the pad's finally on the clock on day two. It picks 72 if no trades happen. I would definitely go here. Desmond King, cornerback, safety hybrid, uh, Iowa. I think, even, I think even if you keep Butler, he's definitely high on the pad's board. They love the three cone. Uh, six, six, seven. Just a great athlete, tackler, uh, captain the Pats look for in the secondary. And while he wouldn't play right away, he definitely would play down the road and potentially take over Butler in 2018. Very interesting pick. Um, my third-round pick for the Giants um, is going to be a guy, uh, Duke Riley from LSU. Um, really good coverage guy, fast linebacker. I like him. He's kind of just like reacts really well and pretty aggressive, maybe sometimes too aggressive. He's good friends with Odell. So I can just, I just feel like the Giants just like to do that. They like, to, they, I, they do do that where they'll bring in guys who've played with other guys because they get, you know, they know about them a little bit more. But Duke Riley is a really good uh, player. And I think he definitely fits a need for the Giants because Jonathan Casillas isn't going to last forever. Uh, he's not even that great of a player, to be honest with you. So I uh, think Duke, Duke Riley could come in, help compete for a starting spot. Um, I will say this. I think let's just say Derek Barnett and Caleb Brantley are the two picks, not Zach Cunningham. I think B.J. Goodson will come in and, and compete for a starting spot at middle linebacker, and then you could have uh, you know Duke Riley outside with Devon Kennard. It'd be a pretty, pretty awesome defense considering they already have a top-five defense in the league. Um, in my view, anyway. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know Duke Riley in the third. Three defensive picks. I love it. Yeah. And then uh, the Pats at 96. If we can't get Basham, maybe with the Butler pick or trading up or down in the second round. I love DeMarcus Walker here at 96. Uh, I know he's a tweener and might not be able to play the edge, but the Pats loving shifting people inside. Uh, Flowers made a killing on that in the Super Bowl, playing – inside a defensive tackle on pass rushing downs. I think Walker has an amazing motor, uh, aggressiveness to his game, and I think he'd be a great fit. Pats have, I'm pretty sure, have visited with him. So that's my pick at 96. Interesting. Uh, fourth round pick for the Giants. This guy, uh, it's like the last pick in the fourth round, I believe, before the comp picks, right, for the comp picks. Uh, Danny Isadora, offensive guard, Miami. Um, just a solid guy. Come in, compete. Um, I think they may try Fluker out at tackle first, at right tackle. Um, if they do, Danny Isadora could come in at guard. Still got John Jerry. It just They're going to bring in a couple. They're definitely going to bring in one offensive lineman. Uh, and I think that that's the guy. So At uh, pick 131, I'm not sure if he'll last here, but there's a chance. I think he'd be a great fit with our offensive line coach, Scott Neckia, is a offensive tackle, Julian Davenport out of Bucknell. The Pats have Solder and Cannon. Cannon's an all-pro. Solder's pretty good, but Solder's on the last year of his deal. He's going to want big money. And the Pats need a developmental tackle, and that's my choice. I don't know if he'll last to the mid-fourth, but 6-7, just a total specimen. And I think, I think if you give him a year or two to coach up, he'll pay dividends. Definitely interesting. Um, I like him a lot. I think, again, like you said, you got to get put him with a really good offensive line coach, and Skornecki is that, if not the best. Um, for my fifth-round pick for the Giants, I have them – let's see. Who will I have them taken here? I'm going to go with um, 
Hmm. They always take a corner and a safety every round since uh, Jerry Reese has been uh, GM. So I'll have them taking um, – yeah, I'll have them taking Russell Douglas, um, corner from West Virginia. I may be pretty, like, low for him. I think people might think he goes earlier, especially with just such a corner-heavy draft. But I think maybe questions with how big he is could be a concern. Um, but I think he'd be a good depth corner for the Giants. And, again, this is hard to do because I don't know who's there, who's not. But uh, he's my guy in, in the, the fifth round. With the fifth round, the Patriots trade the pick to the Buffalo Bills for Mike Gillisley. Uh, this, this is likely going to go down. The Bills won't match. I'm lukewarm on this move. I, he's talented behind LaShawn McCoy. I don't know how he will be as the Pats' main ball carrier, but it looks like it's going down. We offered him two years, about $7 million. Uh, welcome to the Pats, Mike. Let's do this. All right, so six-round pick. I have the Giants taking uh, Zane Gonzalez, kicker, Arizona State, um, arguably the best kicker in the draft. Giants need a kicker. Uh, I think it's like a no-brainer. Could go in the fifth round, honestly. People like him. You cut me. I'm st- I got two fifth rounders here. Sorry. That's all right. So then the Pats, uh, six years ago, they took a quarterback that I was late to practice, had some, I think, drug problems transferred. And similar today, the Pats select in the fifth round, Chad Kelly, quarterback, Ole Miss. And I, I see Matt already rubbing his head. We got Brady, we got Garoppolo, we got Brissett, but – Belichick values quarterback. He had four of them in 2001. And I love Chad Kelly's game. <laughs> Accurate downfield passer, strong arm, pocket presence. Yeah, he's a little bit of a doofus, but I want him in pass camp. Get him there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, no. Um, I have the Giants. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I have the Giants taking the seventh round. I have them taking um, Gerard Evans. Um, Virginia Tech, uh, I think he falls, but I think he's a good developmental guy, big arm. Um, they have Geno Smith as the backup now. That sounds really weird to say and unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I definitely could see, you know, this is different, but he's definitely a developmental guy. I can see Josh Dobbs here in the seventh round, and I wouldn't mind that either because um, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on a third string backup in Josh Dobbs, not like Todd McShay, who gets paid to do this, saying he's in the first round. Um, which is going top 32, man. You're not getting him now. Uh, absolute joke. Um, I can't even wrap my hand around that, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my seven, seven round mock. Uh, so then sixth round, we got the Pats taking Delano Hill, linebacker, safety hybrid out of Michigan. I like yeah. his game, he can match up with tight ends on the outside. Uh, inside, pretty good cover guy. Not the best tackler, but in the sixth round, you're taking risks. And then in the seventh round, I like Ano uh, out of Boston College. This is just yeah. Belichick's annual special team player. He might make the team, he might not, but if he does, he'll be on special teams. And that rounds out our drafts. What a deal. That's it. All right, so – one week away, man. Let's see. I'm going to save this mock, and we'll see. I mean, definitely not going to be the same. Um, there's going to be trades. There's going to be wacky picks. It's, it, it wouldn't be the draft if it wasn't. Like, they're basically why it makes whoever has this job and gets paid one of the weirdest jobs 
in the country. Like if you're getting paid to make up fake scenarios that never even happened the way that any person has ever thought of it to do, like that's insane. You're getting paid to do that. Um, Fantastic. It's unbelievable. It's great. That this is an industry. Um, but all right, we're gonna wrap it up for today. Um, Andy, any final thoughts? Next time we see you guys, it might be live on Facebook for the live first edition draft coverage. Maybe day one, maybe day two. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. To get all our reactions. Um, hopefully, the Babson Media Center uh, can rent out some some uh, photo, some photo stuff, some imaging. Some cameras we'll see so all right so next time you hear from us it'll be draft day and uh rough drive podcast episode seven peace out peace